episode 86, Topish Games. Join us at the table where we talk board games to miniatures and everything in between. The games we play with Brian and Chris. And welcome back to The Games We Play, a podcast about board games, tabletops, RPGs, miniatures, but always about the games we play. I'm your host and co-founder of The Games We Play, Brian, and my co-host this week is my lovely wife, my lovely wife Emily. I'm Emily. Hey, Emily, welcome back to the podcast. This is episode 86 of The Games We Play. Thank you for tuning in and listening. We do appreciate it. If this is your first time listening, thank you so very much for tuning in and listening and joining us. Uh, right now we are doing the pandemic stuff, so our, our format's a little different, but we're just going to be talking about some of our games that we played over the last couple weeks and kind of give our, our impressions, our thoughts, and a little overview. We're also, this week, going to be talking about our gaming goals because we're coming up to the end of the year. In fact, this episode comes out the week of New Year's. We finally get to put it into 2020 <laughs> once, and for all, we're going to nail that coffin in. Uh <laughs> nail that nail into that coffin is what i meant to say oh boy um so we're gonna be talking about some of our gaming goals and probably review our gaming goals for 2020 for the last time and just talk about uh kind of a year in review a little bit so that's what emily and i will be talking about and then next week will be episode 87 chris will be back and then chris and i are going to kind of similarly talk about the same thing a little bit talk about his goals and and the year ahead and then check in with chris next week and how his christmas and New years went all right so now that i got all the administrative stuff out of the way last week was christmas hopefully everybody had a wonderful time of the year yeah. got to spend some time with family or or staying at home like in our case it was I'm not gonna lie it was kind of nice <laughs> i think so we've been married uh, I'm going to get this right because I think I've said it wrong on the podcast multiple <laughs> times. We've been married 13 years, um, 14 next year. And in those 14 years, almost 14 years, we well, have 14 Christmases together. Yeah, 14 Christmas together because we were engaged for a little over a year. We weren't. No, we weren't. We weren't engaged for a <laughs> Um, we were together for over a year. That's what I meant to say. Then we were engaged and then got married less than a year. It does It really doesn't matter. It does not matter. Uh, my point being here. We've was, had lots of Christmases together. <laughs> my point being is this was our first Christmas together that we got to spend at home all day. Yes. Which was kind of weird, but good. Yeah. I think there was technically one Christmas in there where we stayed home because Denver was sick. Was there? I don't yes, recall. But he was sick. Anyway, it was nice to stay home. Yeah. Yes. It, it was it was very pleasant, but we did still get to see our families. And uh, we smoked up some, some uh, brisket. That was my first time doing that. That was interesting. Christmas Eve, I put it on at like 11 at night and it smoked all night. All said and done, it took about 14 hours, I think it did. And then I made some burnt ends with it and the the, the It was really good. Really, really good, yeah. Um, it was just a nice meal. We Not terribly fancy, but it was pretty nice. So we, we had a very enjoyable Christmas. Hopefully everybody else did or Hanukkah or whatever everybody uh, observes. But hopefully everybody's holidays went well. We have New Year's coming up. Hopefully everybody uh, has some fun stuff plan for that maybe just staying in and playing some board games i think that's what we're planning on doing. yes it is so we're looking forward to that get some on the table i think that's how we rang in 2020 this last yeah. year too playing some 
uh, some board games. That was pre-pandemic, obviously, and we we went with the it belt was really hand. Fun. That was really fun. It it's was too bad we can't really do it again fun. this year. I know. Well, what are you gonna do? Especially, Maybe next year. Especially with New Year's on a Friday of all. Uh, yeah, it would have been perfect. Oh well. Yeah. Oh well. So we'll just work a few days this week and then have a couple more days off, which is gonna be nice. It will be nice. All right. Well, hopefully everything went well. Let's go ahead and let's let's just talk about our gaming goals. It. I pulled up my little spreadsheet because, of course, I have a spreadsheet. And of course. If anybody knows me. <laughs> and I was looking at last year's goals here. And funny story, actually. So Emily and I were playing some games the, today and yesterday and the day before. And I was telling Emily, oh, man, I have a hundred... <laughs> I have 15 more games to get to my unique my, my unique game goal of 125 for the year. And it dawned on me, that's the same number I've been saying for two or three weeks here on the podcast, <laughs> and I didn't even realize it. <laughs> I think I said for multiple weeks, yeah, I, I played 110 unique games. It stayed the same. I was literally playing games. Uh, what, what what happened is once I hit my my challenge, what I was doing is looking at the challenges on my BG Stats app. Once you hit your actual challenge, then it stops updating. And so I kept going there to look at my games. So um, I, I switched over to my insights on the app uh, to check out the whole year. And in fact... I had played, I think when I pulled it up yesterday, we I had 123 games. I was like, oh, okay, well, this is much more doable. So we played two more games today, <laughs> and I finally finished it off. So uh, today, the little peek behind the curtain, today is the 27th, just because we had all the holiday stuff recording a little late. But uh, as of today, the 27th, 125 unique Woo-hoo! games played for the year, and 291 total games plays for wow. the year. That's a lot. Uh, with Where Words coming in as the most at 25 for me. So that was my most played game this year. Looking at my other games at the same level, I don't think anything else is going to overtake it. So oh, that's kind of interesting. Where Words, a party game being my, my most played most game played. was The Crew. Okay. Oh, yeah, we did. We played we played that a lot earlier in the year. Yes, we did. It's a really fun Which game. is a really easy game to play a lot of. And it works really well for two players, that cooperative. We mm-hmm. should we should get back and play we it and finish out the campaign. Again. Yes. Anyway, uh, getting off track. But uh, so <laughs> I, I did reach my goal of 125 unique games for the year and 250. If you are a first-time listener or haven't heard in previous weeks, Emily did achieve hers of 200 games played. And um, I think you had Play a Legacy game in there and we yep, did that. Yep, Play a Legacy game and we finished one. We played two and we played Clank Legacy and Pandemic Legacy Season 1. Completed. Completed both of those. We're halfway and... through Risk Legacy. Yes. Yep. So, good year. Yeah, it was a good year. A lot of fun. And like halfway through the year, I said like 100 unique games, and I did meet that as well. So, Easy. Easy. Yeah. Easy. <laughs> Not I actually had this. 110 unique games. Oh, nice. That could, Did you even think of... <laughs> Before this year, would you even thought that's possible to play that many games in a year? It's kind of crazy no. when you think about it. This, yeah, even like two years ago, I never would have imagined that I would be playing this many games. In nine months of that was pandemic, and we still play that many games. That's pretty crazy. Yeah, well, we played together a lot, just the two of us. We have a lot. We've tied <laughs> a lot of games. This year. Oh my goodness! In fact, and I've beaten you three times by one point this by week alone. One like, point. Come on. Yeah. 
<laughs> oh, like, have the turntable. We were playing a game, which we'll talk about. I'm like, what'd you get? And she's like, 105. I'm like, are you kidding me? I'm at 104. That was ridiculous. <laughs> All right. So let's go ahead and quickly go through our gaming goals. Uh, this might not be interesting to some people, but, you know, this keeps us accountable. So, Emily, what's your gaming goals for 2021? Quickly. Yeah. So my first goal is that I want to, I made a list of 12 of my top-ish games. Like, I, I'm not saying these are my top games, but they're, a lot of them are. So I made a list of 12 different games, and I'm going to make a goal to play at least one of them off of the list each month. So that, by the end of the year, I will have played all of my favorite games. So you're guaranteed to play all your top yes, favorite. Yes, so I'm guaranteed well, to play all of my favorite. Your the top-ish thing, favorite. The thing is, top-ish, <laughs> quote unquote. Is that, our new, is that a new term we're coining? <laughs> yes, yes it is. What's your top-ish games? The thing is, a lot of my favorite games are long games. And so I feel like they all get pushed to the side because we don't have time or we don't feel like it. So this will force us to play at least... One of these games every month. And sit down and, and think through and plan ahead. So if it yeah. is a two-hour game, we can, yes. hey, this Sunday we'll play it or this right. Saturday we'll play it. I think that's a good idea. Yeah. You have to be intentional to play some of those longer games. Exactly. It's easier to pull out a game and play a 20-minute game here or there, but to play a two-hour game, you really do kind of have to plan ahead. Yeah. Not to mention refresh and rules if it's been a while and set Refreshments. it up. And <laughs> refreshments. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Cool. That's a cool. That's a great goal. I like that a lot. I had thought about a 10 by 10, but I just don't think I have the energy in me right now. I just don't want to get burnt out. I just don't want to get burnt out on a game. When I was planning my goals, I am trying to bring fun back into it because games are supposed to be fun. That's the only reason to play them. And I kind of when this year when we were trying to meet our goals, sometimes it took some of the fun out of it. It felt Almost like a job sometimes trying to play these games. And some of it was because of the podcast. You know, we're trying to get content in and and talk about games, which is good. But sometimes it would feel tedious. I just want to go back and play Clank again. Or I just want to go back and pull out this other game that I really enjoy. Yes. I get that. Especially since we've been playing a lot of two-player games in some games. Just (laughs) don't play well for two players. Right. That's for sure. Trying to force it. Yes. Yep. Cool. Well, I, I like that idea. I like the, the spirit of your goal. The spirit, the essence. The topish of what's <laughs> the, your next goal? The topish. My next goal uh, is to play 104 games this year. And I know that's lower than my previous one, but that yeah. comes out to be two games a week. Oh, okay. I'm like, 104? That seems very and, specific. And within that, I want to play 36 unique games, which I will automatically make. But like some of those 36 games, I want them to be new games that we acquire over the year. So that's your three goals then? Those are my three goals. All right. Sounds good. Those sound uh, those sounds pretty good. And we- I know it's slower, but it, again, trying to bring more fun back into it and make it not so tedious. No, I get it. I get that. Well, you're going to have to help me with some of mine, and it might bring some tedium in. Uh, so, no. <laughs> oh, no. I kid. I well, kid. I'm just allowing space to play longer games. There we go. So, this year, I'm going to go ahead and set an ambitious goal of 800. Ga- no. Oh my I'm kidding. Word. I'm kidding. I'm going to play 300 games this next year. 300. 300. So I'm at Oof. 291 right now as of the 27th. Yep. We may or may not hit 300 this year, but I thought 300 still is a pretty good stretch. I think it can be done. I really, Especially if we're still in the pandemic. I do think so too. This fall, we slacked a little bit on our plays. Yes. I know that. We we were gun ho that first six months. We played 
probably the majority of the games in of of those three almost 300 this year in the first half so yeah yep just gotta it's a marathon not a sprint so i'm going to change my total games to 300 oh jeez <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> so 300 games played, and by I'm only gonna do two goals this year. No, I'm gonna do a third one. I'm gonna I'm gonna add it retroactively here, right at the end on the spot. My second goal is going to be I want to play all our unplayed base games in our current collection right now. So what I'm gonna do here in the next week, I'm going to go through our games and make a list of all the games we haven't played yet. So this is base games, not expansions. The base games that we have in our collection right now, before I buy anymore, uh, we buy anymore, I'm sorry, we, uh, and I'm going to list those games that we need to play, or want to play, maybe, and just make that list, and then we'll go down them, and I'll just check them off. Uh, so Perfect. I, I'm not sure how many that is. It's definitely more than 30 or 40 games we have not played before. So, yeah, should be fun. I still haven't figured out if it should be unplayed games of our copy or if it's a game I haven't played. So, for example, War of the Ring, I've played that game, but I haven't played our copy of War right. of the Ring. So, I and don't it's know. almost been a year that you've had it because almost. you got it for your birthday. Yep, a little over a year. Man, that's a three-hour game. And it's, yeah, it's a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Not necessarily a game Emily likes to enjoy. I think maybe we, you'll have to have a day with Corey. Or 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 Andy or something like that. Andy likes this oh, kind of yeah. games, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, hopefully the quarantine stuff, uh, pandemic ends soon, but the third goal here, just to finish up and wrap this up. The third goal is I want to finish pandemic legacy season two. Ooh, good so one. we got that and, uh, Corey's already in. He's pretty hyped about it. I, we have it on the table. We bought it. I think we're going to try starting it next month again. I would like to add in another one. Oh boy. Okay. Go ahead. To complete Gloomhaven Jaws of the Lion. Okay. Yep. Oh yeah. We did talk about that. Yeah. No, that'd be a great one. I'm really excited to finish that one out. It was a lot of fun. And it's such an easy setup and play that I think it would be pretty easy to knock off. I think we only have 20 scenarios left. Uh, we might have already played it. Do we have games. an expansion already for that? No, there's no expansion for Jaws oh. of the Lion, just for Gloomhaven. All right. Well, I think that's all of our goals. That, yeah. That should be I interesting. I think that will be plenty. <laughs> <laughs> I think it'll be plenty. Um, are you sure the 800 games we don't want to go back and that sounds terrible. <laughs> That, that would be really hard. If you really keep adding hard. 100 every year. Oh, boy. Next year will be 400. Oh, man. No, actually, I added 50. But. Oh, well, that would be... That's adding 100 for me. Jeez, that, that's crazy. But, yeah, it was a good year. Really fun. It was. Just, I think some really interesting things, though, is we've played... I've played games with 47 different people this year. Of those 291 plays, 47 people. So, even in a pandemic year still got to play games with other people that's pretty cool mm -hmm. 12 different locations I, yeah i played with three with 33 different people in nine locations that's awesome that is awesome i mean that's the whole reason of playing games fun and hanging out social with others. And, yeah. and introducing a lot of those people were new players people that uh, necessarily aren't like huge gamers per se but introduced a lot of different games to different people and it was really cool Definitely mm -hmm. fun, and it was a great year. Played a lot, a lot of games, a lot of interesting games. Found some new favorites, that's for sure. Yeah. All right, well, we're going to move on and just finish up talking about uh, some of the games we played. Maybe you find a game that you want to try out from talking about it or maybe interested in it or maybe even find a new favorite game. That's what we're going to be doing for the next four games that we talk about. Uh, but before we move on, if there's any 
goals you want to share that uh, you want us to keep us you accountable for. Maybe we'll even call you out or shout you out on the podcast from time to time. Uh, feel free to reach out to us, send us your gaming goals or other goals uh, to the podcast. You can send it to any of our social media, Facebook, Instagram, our email, gamesweplaypod at gmail.com. You can hear it at the end of the episode, uh, but feel free to send that our way and then we'll give you a shout out and talk about it and hopefully try to keep you accountable. All right, well, let's quickly go over this because we talked quite a lot about gaming goals. Thanks for hanging on this far, but we're going to be talking about some of the games we played over the last week or two. So Emily, first up, uh, you want to go ahead and talk about a game? Yeah, so we played a game called Quicks, which we had bought our son for Christmas. And basically, it's a small game. It comes with a pad of paper with these colored rows of numbers. And it comes with six dice, I think. Yep, four colored dice, blue, green, yellow, and red. And then two white dice. Mm -hmm. So there's an active player, which is the person that rolls the dice. And they have the option to take... The two white dice added together and then take one of the white dice and add it with one of the colored dice to mark those specific numbers off on their sheet. Uh, they they can take both numbers or don't have to. They can take one or the other. Or if they take none, or they, they get take a penalty. none, they get a penalty. So anyway, on the sheet, each color has a row. And then there's two rows that count up in the numbers and two rows that count down in the numbers. And once you cross off a number, you cannot cross behind it. So you cross off a four, you can't cross off a two. And then so on and so forth. And then once you have five in your row, then you can cross off the last one, which locks the the color down and the dice comes out of the game. So no one else can use that color any longer. And then it goes on from there. Once there, everyone has... Once there's two rows locked down or somebody has four, I want to say curses, but that's not what it penalties. is. <laughs> penalties. Uh, the game is over and then you just add up in the row. You you count up how many crossed off numbers you have and then there's a chart. You get points based on those on that number. Kind of an exponential point gain, if you yeah. will. Yeah. For the amount of X's either from two to 12 or something like that or one to 12. I thought it was really fun. For a simple game. It did. It, it played, what, maybe 10, 15 minutes? Yeah. It's supposed to be quick. Like, it's it's called Quicks. Qu- so. Quicks. <laughs> Q-W-I-X-X. Yeah. And I believe this comes in a lot of different flavors. I meant to check this because when I pulled it to enter in our BG stats, it came up with a lot of different uh, versions. So let me, because I think there's some themed versions, maybe. It did say on the box, it did say age eight, but our son is seven and he did catch on really fast. There's a Quicks card game. There's a Quicks called Gimmixed. It looks. Oh, it mixes up the colors in the different rows. Ooh. Oh. So there, there's a dual version. There's a big points version. There's a character. So it looks like maybe. Are these expansions or are these more. Just different games? Oh, yeah, there's expansion. So it's just more sheets of paper with different variations of the rows that mix okay. it up. So, so it's just more of the same game with some, in some of the cases, some extra uh, mechanics, if you will. But, I mean, this game was really cheap, wasn't it? I think so. I don't think it was very expensive. I think it was under $10, maybe. Uh, but it does play two to eight players, which is nice. It is a nice little roll and write. It does, it does give me a feel of... It gives me the feel of Gonshan Clever a little bit. Yes. That, uh, or that's pretty clever. A, a slimmed down version of right, it. Right. Like one section of... It, yes, it does. It feels like one section of the Gonshan Clever, but that's your whole board. But if you have kids that aren't 
old enough to play Ganshan Clever yet, this is a good place to start. Yeah, and I thought some of maybe the strategy uh, for for our son was maybe going to be a little out of out of hand, and he was just going to try to cross off whatever comes up, not really thinking ahead. But he actually caught on really quick and really did pick up the strategy. Mm-hmm. I w- either maybe he's you know growing, getting smarter than playing some music, <laughs> which is the case, but. You know, I he was yeah. able to pick this up. I was quite impressed, and uh, he did fairly well. I think he beat you in our game. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but the, it, it was fun. It was a fun little family introduction to a role, right? Mm-hmm. Um, definitely simpler than than that's pretty clever. I think I like that's pretty clever better. Well, obviously, but this was not bad. There's some randomness to it. It it can get slow. I think when we played our first game, it just started going, oh, penalty, 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 and the game's over because we couldn't roll a 2 right. or 12 for our life depended right. on it. But then when we played our next game, we were getting 2 even 12s and actually added more strategy to the game. So it is dice dependent, but I do like that if it's not your turn as the passive player, yes. you can still get numbers from the white right. dice. Which gives it a Ganshan clever feel. Yes, and there definitely is some strategy when you're playing. Do I take that four and and lock myself out of two and three in the road? Right. You have to sometimes make these hard decisions. Yes. And those penalties are worth minus five points, so there's some incentive not to do it. But it's really cool. I really like this game. Nice, easy. I mean, mm-hmm. the the rule book, the box is nice. I mean, the box has like one of those magnet like lids, which is nice. Yeah. Just overall really nice if you get the deluxe version which is a little more expensive it comes with dry erase instead of just a paper so reusable and then it comes with dry erase markers right but even then the piece of paper are two-sided and they come with 100 right. or 200 so i always am happy when we can find a game that we enjoy playing that our son can play as well absolutely by the way quicks the base version is six dollars and 39 cents on go. amazon and the deluxe is 17.99 you might as well just laminate a sh- couple sheets of paper and pull out some dry erase from another game and there you go it's cheaper than $17.99 but highly suggest it there like I said there's some variations with other pads of paper that you can order that that mix up the game which is kind of cool I like that yeah but uh fun little game I really mm-hmm. enjoyed this one this one surprised me I'm not sure I was gonna like it and I think when you when we got it I was thinking Quirkle which I hadn't heard like the greatest things about, but this oh, was yes. not Quirkle. This is quick. So doesn't I think that one has like shapes and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Cool little roll right. I'm, yeah. I'm more of these rolling rights I keep playing, the more I like them. <laughs> Come to the dark side. <laughs> <laughs> so that was quicks. Good fun. All right, game I played was Escape Room the Game. So you pro- might have seen this at Target, Walmart, I believe, carries it. But this is the idea of it's supposed to be an escape room, but at home that you play. And it the base game, the one I played, comes with three different missions or campaigns, if you will, that you play through. And then there's a bunch of expansions that come that you can buy. I think there's a Jurassic Park version and then a bunch of one-offs that you can buy. There's, I think there's an amusement park and some horror-themed ones. Uh, what makes this one a little different than the other ones is it doesn't require an app on your phone to play, which some of the other games you do. And this one actually comes with this plastic. De- I don't even know what to call it. You've seen it on the. Mm-hmm, you've seen yeah. it on the table. How would you describe this? It's like a big plastic uh, console thing. I, I don't know. I guess I don't know. 
and it has a timer on it. Almost looks like a bomb a little bit. Yeah, it has like, red lights or timer on it that counts up or down just from something you would see in an escape room, like if you've ever gone and done it. Yeah. Like an escape room. And then there's some slots on it that you put these plastic keys in, and that's how you enter the codes in. And then the device will either give you like a chime, like a good noise that, hey, you passed, good job, or we'll give you eh, and then we'll adjust the time if you're wrong. And then also printed on it on all the other sides are a bunch of ciphers and diagrams that are used in the game uh, it, it, with the other components to solve puzzles. So there's stuff on that box that you have to look at on all sides that are printed on it that you have to use to, to solve other puzzles that come with the materials. So that's kind of unique, and I think that's kind of cool. It has a cool table presence. You hear it clicking down. It'll give you cues when to open up hint cards at certain various times. So every scenario pack comes with a deck of hint cards, and so it'll tell you when to open them and chime you, and then it, it counts down, and then we'll like, give some music when you fail or, or are successful. And uh, so that's really cool from aesthetics that you have this device, that electronic device that's counting down. And then the rest of it are, are random components. And um, it was interesting. I mean, some of the components were cooler than some of the other than some of the other exit escape room type games. And and the component quality was pretty cool. And I really liked it. It did remind me of your traditional escape room. And if you've ever done escape room, sometimes it just feels as though the puzzles are all just random. They have nothing to do with the theme no of what theme. you're doing. Yeah. You, you know what I mean, Emily? Because mm -hmm. yes. you've done some escape rooms yeah. together. And the puzzles on their own make sense when you get to them, but they make no sense to the theme of the room. At right. least that's what I feel like. Like that really wouldn't be happening in this situation if this was a real life situation. There wouldn't be this puzzle, this kind of puzzle to solve. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> Not to mention, oh, hey, there's these symbols. I'm going to use this crypto thing on this little device I have, and that doesn't make sense. Why'd the, why'd the bad guy put that symbol on right. behind a painting that then I decode with mine? If, I, if I'm if i a secret agent trying to go in and I have a special decoder, why am I... Anyway, you get what I... It kind of breaks exactly. apart when you think about it. Yes. So you can't really go into it thinking theme. Post on lock, uh, some of those puzzles seem a little more thematic. Right, yeah. When we played the Star Wars exactly. one, for example, it was Star Wars stuff. When we played mm -hmm. the non, I played the non-Star Wars. I think we did the sub one. Right. Hey, oh, you're connecting these wires. You're opening this thing. You're using that. That yeah, that makes a little more sense logically. And to me. when we've done, when we did that escape or exit, exit. uh, we did like the cabin one or something. It made yes. sense. The components that you have kind of make sense. Some mm -hmm. of the puzzles with it a little bit were a little obscure a yeah. little bit but it, it was a little easier to figure out what you need to do mm -hmm. in this escape room i don't know i had some troubles with it not to mention it tells you you have to read these cards the hint cards off and if anything those made it more confusing oh for no me. um i i definitely didn't pass the first one i was stuck on a certain one and the hint actually made it worse for me and i'm like okay this was actually easier than they made it sound um it was okay I played it solo. I think this would probably be m better with more people. I think all the escape rooms are. 
And but the problem with some of those are they're small. Like the exit games small, the unlock games you're playing with the deck of cards. It's hard to get more than two or three people around those with those. Mm-hmm. With this escape room, there's a lot of little components, a lot of puzzles that you can almost simultaneously solve and actually would work really well with multiple people around the table. So, I think that's a plus with this. I'll keep trying them, and I think we have the Jurassic Park or some of the other expansions. I think that kind of theme definitely appeals more to me than just some random, hey, you're a secret agent. Right, yeah. Um, But it was a fun little hour I got to play when when you were working on business stuff and Denver was in bed. I was like, okay, you know, I'm going to try this. This Mm -hmm. looks interesting. It's been on our our shelf for a while, and it was cool. It it was neat. I'm not going to pass judgment, but the first one was okay for me. Um, Definitely not as fun as box. Uh, the one box that I talked about with Neil Patrick Harris or even some of the exit games or even the unlock games. But we'll see. I'll play a couple more times, play through the rest, and probably let you know. But it was interesting. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that was Escape Room, the game. Um, it was just okay for me, but we'll see. I'll uh, I'll play some more. I'm not going to... I'm not going to not do it. So we'll, we'll maybe I'll get Corey in on it. And, and he likes those kind of games too. So Sounds like you guys need to have another game day. I know. <laughs> just too many games. Not enough time. <laughs> I know you're listening, Corey. Uh, so get the set up here. Have a day with your bestie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brother! All right, Emily. Uh, what's <laughs> your What's your next game you're going to talk about? Uh, we so we picked up uh, Clank: The Mummy's Curse, which I think is expansion. why you were thinking curse instead of penalties. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes, I I got confused. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> you get cursed in the Quicks game. <laughs> curse of Oak Island. <laughs> Could it be another expansion? To another Clank? expansion that we picked up. Clank again. People are probably getting sick of us talking about Clank. No, but it's like one of my favorite games. It's really good. It's such a good. The more game. I play it, the more I love this it's game. It's such a good game. Anyway, we tried out Clank, the Mummy's the Curse, Monsters. which it comes with a new board and double sided, f- double sided, new cards to shuffle into your original deck from the original clank base game Mm -hmm. and then some other components like a curse and there's a mummy now a a dice that goes with the mummy Mm -hmm. Uh, anything else some new artifacts uh no new no new artifacts but new uh major minor secrets as well as a new monkey idol that's worth more yeah, and surprisingly, with two of us, we ended up getting quite a few of the new cards that came out. Yeah, we we decided. If I know, I hate I I hate uh, sleeving cards. I've talked about this before. I used to love sleeving cards. Now I hate sleeving cards. But on these deck builders that we play a lot, mm-hmm. it's almost worth deck- <laughs> sleeving cards now. Right. Yeah. Your, your your base cards get worn out way faster now that we're throwing expansions in. You can tell the difference of what cards are new or not just by the feel and texture of them being worn mm-hmm. down unevenly. So I just bit the bullet. We sleeved them. And I think because of sleeving, especially when you get a deck that big, it's a lot easier to shuffle them because um, you're not actually really shuffling, but you, you can do a almost like a rifle shuffle, but you're not actually rifling it. You're just, anyway, hard to explain on a podcast. All that to say is we got a really <laughs> good shuffle on them while I think you were eating lunch while I was setting stuff up or you were doing something, helping our son clean up. And I got it really well shuffled. And I think that made a huge difference, actually. Yes. Yeah, it did. And we got, so we got to see some of the new cards, which was fun. But. 
We both lost. It was our first time. For the first time, we both died in the depths. The dragon goddess. It was rough. It, it was, was rough. Uh, we just kept getting all the dragon attack over and over. We were just, you know, that's how this game goes. There's a little bad luck to it. Yeah. But yeah, it was rough. We 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 died. <laughs> the it end. Was, it was unfortunate. <laughs> I was the turn I died. I pulled a really good hand of cards. I was I was going to be able to get out of the depths and 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 get a lot more stuff. But what are you going to do? I had some really good cards in my hand. Or in my deck. You were, yeah, you had some ridiculous I, turns where it's just like, oh, I right. did, but I just didn't have enough boots to get out, or I don't classic. know. I got stuck all the time. Classic. Yeah. Uh, classic in this game. Yeah, if you haven't played cl- any of the Clank games, we highly suggest it, but it, it's a deck building game. Think Dominion, think what's some other classic deck ones? Um, Thunderstone Enemit, Quest. And Eminent Domain. Eminent Domain. The idea is everybody starts out the same hand of cards for your starting deck, and then there's some cards that you can acquire throughout the game. In this case, you buy them. And then they get shuffled in your deck, because as you run out of cards in your deck and you need to draw, then you always reshuffle your discard. And so you start to shuffle in and, and cycle into your new cards, and so you're building this deck. You're customizing it, creating an un- engine. And what ends up happening is the deck gets more powerful. You're able to do more things. Typically in a deck building game, then you're getting more to acquire victory points or whatever. But in Clank, what's unique is you have a board and you have a hero and you're going around the board. And one of the resource icons on these cards that you're acquiring are boots, which is what Emily was saying. And that allows (laughs) you to move around the board. You can acquire swords, which allows you to battle monsters, which there's some cards that come out with monsters. And we were getting quite a lot of them, but we couldn't clear them. And uh, one of the other icons you get is, I think it's skill. You use the skill then to purchase more to cards. To acquire cards. Yep. yep. And the idea here is you're, the base game, you're in a dragon's lair trying to steal treasure before the dragon gets you. And what's unique about Clank is a lot of the cards will cause you to cause clink or make clink. The idea is noise. And you're putting these clink cubes that represent noise out and then they get shuffled into the dragon bag when the dragon attacks. And if you pull your cubes out, then you you suffer damage because you get attacked. There are some dragon cubes that, that do nothing, but you only have so much life in this game and it's hard to heal. It's difficult mm-hmm. to heal. Yes. And and so it's just it's just push your luck. How deep should I go into the dungeon? How much treasure should I get? Because sometimes when you acquire artifacts or even other secrets across the various rooms, the dragon gets madder, which means well, you yeah. draw more cubes out when attacked. So it's just always right. push your luck type of deal. And do you acquire more cards and have a chance of dragon attack? Or do you just not buy any cards this round just in case? It's always this tug and pull. And that's what makes the game a lot of fun. And uh, it's always an adventure. That's for sure. Yes. So, what do you think of the Mummy's Curse? I, I it didn't add a whole lot, uh, but what did you think about the elements of it? I still like, even though it didn't add a whole lot. I like what it added. Like the new board was fun. I liked the new cards. The new cards were really great. I They're really, really liked good. them. Uh, they were very utilitarian, but they felt that you could build some very, very unique powerful decks if you got the right combination of cards or treasures and i really like that there was a staff that was giving me two coins every time that's amazing and if i had an monkey idol or something like that or jim played the no it was a gym if i played a gym this turn 
then you could teleport, which teleport's huge in this game because that's mm-hmm. a free move and you you ignore all icons. Like, you can go through locked doors. You can get out of crystal caverns that you have to stop in. That's pretty good. And then I had a gem collector on top of it who gives me minus clank because most gems give you clank because it's a treasure. And and uh, so not only does she give me minus clank, but she also gives me a discount on gems and she gives me two skill on top of it. So you combine those, and now I'm getting a bunch of gems. This staff's coming out. I'm getting teleporting. That's a pretty cool combination. That's just one card that came out. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of cool cards that did those kind of combination of other cards. So I really liked it. Uh, the mummy didn't come into play a whole lot for us. I think that was just right. how it came out. It might change a lot if you had more players. Multiple players, yes. But I like the idea that you can fight the the mummy and for only two swords, assuming the mummy's in your sector, you get four coins for killing him. Now you do get a curse which is worth minus two points. But early game, fighting that mummy just to get four coins so you get to that market quicker makes the game a lot more fun because you can get the key, you can get the backpack, you get more artifacts. The game just feels as though you can get more treasure quicker with this because those new cards and because of the mummy. Mm -hmm. I really like that. That's pretty cool. Yeah. and then I definitely want to play it again. And then the other side of the board that we didn't play on, that's probably more of the difficult side, it's it's cattywampus, like it's diagonal. It's a pyramid. It looks like a diagonal. Well... You turn the board so it's a diamond, but instead it looks of a square, like, yeah. Yep. So above it, it looks like a pyramid. And it's a pyramid, mm-hmm. so very thematic. I really like it. There's obviously references to the Indiana Jones with the whip mm-hmm. and some of the other characters, which is kind of fun. Nice little nod. That's what Clink likes to do. Overall, it's a really solid expansion. I think we got it for fifteen dollars, maybe, which is really good. It adds also. You can play this with the other boards or boards or expansions, which is nice. It kind of tells you how to resolve that. Really seems easy that I would just basically keep those cards in there. Yeah. But it adds the market board. So no more putting your market items on your market spot. So if you played the base game, you know what I'm talking about. It gets a little crowded. Now there's a little side market board and you can play that and name the versions, which is nice. So even if you don't play with the mummy board that adds in the mummy and the mummy dice and the... um, and whatnot, you can still take those other components and the new cards and still play with the other versions of the card, and they're not going to feel weakened or cheap or anything. It just, it'll work. It's great. Mm-hmm. And it has rule, it's like two pages of rules just to update what you do. It's great. Yeah. So, great expansion, worth the value. I'm really excited after seeing how this expansion played out. I want to get all the other expansions uh, for yeah, Clank. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I really do. Yeah, I'm still not sold on space, Clank space, but I really like the base game of, of Clank a lot. Yeah, I don't know. I like just a regular Clank. I don't. more I play it, this is becoming more and more my favorite. This is a I'm top telling you, it's, it's in my top. It's, it's a top 10 game it's easily for me. top three for me. It's really good. It's a Might lot of fun. Might be my favorite game of all time. We should get the new Adventurers expansion that adds a six player. I'd love to play the six players. It'd be so much oh, fun. When are we going to be with four I other don't people? Know. <laughs> I don't know. Sometime we'll play a six player Someday. epic version of Blake. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, let's go ahead and finish out the podcast uh, with our last game. This is actually a little longer than I intended, but what are you going to do? We just like talking about games. Last game is Bargain Quest. So this is a game that recently came out and is, is fairly popular. I know we've talked about it a lot, but I've heard it talked about in other podcasts and on social media a lot. 
What Bargain Quest is, is the idea you take ownership of a, a shop. Uh, think medieval, adventure, RPG, whatever. But we're shop owners, and we're trying to sell items, weapons, shields, potions, whatnot, accessories to heroes. And the hero is going to fight for our shop and fight the bad guy, the monster. And hopefully fend off the fend off our town and not die. I mean that can happen, but um, you're trying to defeat the monsters and gain reputation as being the best store, and that's really the high view of this game. And so kind of how it plays out is there's a lot of, a lot of different phases, uh, but uh, when you boil it down is you draft items that come out randomly, and these items, again, are going to be potions and shields and armor. and I mean, just think all the video game RPG w weapons and accessories. You got it in here. And they're going to have different classes that it can go to in the appeal to it. And so you're going to do some, some light drafting with four or five cards, depending on how many players. And then you're going to set an item out on uh, for display. So you have this board that's your shop. It's kind of cool. I think the artwork's actually on the, the shops are rather beautiful, actually. And you put an item on display. And what this is going to do is going to attract adventurers or heroes to your shop based off their class. And then you go around drafting which heroes are going to go to your shop. You're going to then sell items to the heroes because the heroes have money on them. You're going to equip those items to them, and then you're going to send the adventures out to fight. You'll resolve each one of the heroes fighting the bad guy. You'll see if the bad guy is defeated. There's rewards and bonuses if your hero defeated or did damage to the bad guy or if they died or not died, stuff like that. And then uh, you can upgrade your shop so you can hire new employees or get upgrades, and then that's it. You just do that over and over and over until either you run out of heroes because they all died and... Well, you lose, all <laughs> players lose, or you defeat all three monsters, and there's three monsters with three different tiers, and they provide a lot of extra monsters, so it's going to be randomized every game. And that's the game. I just explained the game, um, and that's pretty much it. Fairly easy, I think, to learn. Um, the only problem is there's like eight phases, eight turns or rounds or whatever you want to call them, and that can get a little cumbersome. Um, but overall, it was an okay game. What did you think about it, Emily, playing it? I want to like it. I, I like the theme, the idea I, of it. I like the idea of it. I like the theme of it. I'm not sure. I, I think I think it's just not a two-player game. Maybe. I think that's the problem. It's not a two-player game. Now, in the back of the rule book, there's advanced two-player, and we read through it after we played it. I think that would give a better I feel. definitely think that would help. It puts out double the heroes. We get more items. I think there would be a little more strategy. We're going to see more heroes. There's a lot more strategy for drafting. With only two heroes out there, it gets a little monotonous. It's like, oh, right. hey, there's a cleric and a mage. Okay, well, all the cards I just got are for warriors and, and, exactly. and uh, hunters. Okay, that was really exciting. Neither of us can equip items. The monster doesn't get hit, and they we both die. died. Like, that was really fun. Yay. Yeah, even on the first setup, it, they, they suggested use the first three bosses, that which is what we did. They also suggested on the first setup to basically stack the hero deck with the four mage, cleric, whatnot, whatnot, okay. uh, fighter on the top, rogue. And so I think that's what maybe made it a little... So Technically, we were just kind of playing like a teaching game, really. Almost, because when we started going through it, there's hybrid classes where it had multiple class yeah. icons. 
And I think that would have made it more interesting because the item cards right. that come out are really random. And if only two mage cards come out and that's it, that's kind of boring. They're kind of... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Again, I think that's because of a two-player game. If you're playing three or up to six players with this game, what? If you're playing a six-player game, that's 24 item cards that are coming out that you'll get right. to draft through. Yeah. And so that makes a huge difference. There's going to be six heroes out there. You're going to get 24 item cards out there. That makes a huge more a huge difference and I think a lot more variety to the game. And I think a six-player game would be really fun now that I'm thinking about it. That sounds really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that drafting with two players is not... It's not that exciting. And the first player token would, there's some incentive to take the first player token in a six player game than there is a two player right. game. First player token seems really not good. But in a six yeah. player game, if you think about it, it's really good. You get first shots at upgrades. Yeah. You're going to run out of upgrades pretty quickly in a six player game. Mm-hmm. So a uh, two player game, okay. Maybe we'll give a, 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 a Boy Scout. I don't know what I was going to say. College uh, try. Uh, we'll give it our college try, maybe play it again with some advanced rules. But I think this might just be a, uh, it might be a, not a two player game that says two players on the box. Yeah. So Board Game Geek says definitely best with four. And I could see that. Yeah. Um, There's a bunch of expansions too uh, that include like a solo variant. Uh, also adds, a, there's, they're like little expansion packs where they're like $5 extra. And they add 20 cards to the game kind of thing. And they're different flavors. So there's an 8-bit theater, for example, that adds new cards that are from 8-bit theater, uh, which I believe is an online comment, uh, comic. There's the Acquisitions Incorporated, which, again, we've talked about in previous online. There's there's a bunch of different extra tie-ins, I think, that would make some variety and add to the game. I don't think it adds a whole lot of features or mechanics, just more cards, I guess. That might be good. I don't know. We'll see. Overall, it was okay. I, it was kind of a letdown, though, for yeah. sure. Yeah. I think. I was disappointed. But I've heard really good things. It's a 7.0 on BGG. It's got to just be more players. Yeah, it might be. It might be. All right. Well, that'll wrap up the the games we play, episode 86. Uh, we talked about some games, talked about our gaming goals. Uh, what a year, Emily. Yes. I, I would not have expected at the beginning year. of 2020. <laughs> that it would have gone this way nor how things would have turned out but you know it is what it is we we, we played a lot of flow. games we played a lot of games hopefully here in the next couple months things start to get back to normal our son goes back to school full-time potentially here this next month it looks I like i might so. be back to work full-time in february in the office potentially maybe your your schedule gets back to normal maybe we'll see <laughs> i don't know i just yeah. I'm not going to put stock in it. We'll just take it one day at a time. <laughs> I think that's what you have to do. Yeah. All right. Well, we just thank you for listening from the bottom of our hearts. We do appreciate it all the time that you've you've, you've listened to us and actually keep week after week actually download and keep listening to us. Yes. So, thank you. No, we do appreciate you listening. Yeah. Um, we like doing this. We talk like talking about games. And in some cases, it, it, we've played way more games than we would have without this podcast. And it's true. It's been great. We really enjoyed it. So we'll keep doing this throughout 2021 and hopefully things get back to normal and we can kind of change up the format here. All right. Well, thank you again. I hope everybody has a wonderful new year. We'll be back next week with episode 87. That should come out on the 4th of January of 2021. That's so weird. 2021. We'll put a rest to this year. Uh, thank you again from the games we play. I am Brian. 
And I'm Emily. And keep on gaming. Join the conversation and feel free to give us your feedback. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at GamesWePlayPod and at GamesWePlayPod at gmail.com.